welcome to another episode of Living an Ultralife. So I am beginning training in earnest for the Swami Shuffle 200. And kind of to kick this off, I wanted to bring you guys this week the two absolutely insane people who came up with the idea of running from Little Island Pier in the Sandbridge area of Virginia Beach all the way down to the Hatteras Lighthouse on the Outer Banks, and then running back again. 212 miles of absolute joy and just adventure. These two guys are Josh Forsberg and James Huller, and I guarantee you, you are going to love their story. So sit back and enjoy and get ready to hear a lot about Swami's Shuffle 200. I am so excited to be joined by Josh Fosberg and, of course, James Huller, who you guys have heard from before. Josh and James, you guys ready to go for a run? Uh, I'm all ready to go for a run. All right, cool. So let's start with Josh. Why don't you start and tell us a little bit about Swami and kind of the inspiration for the Swami Shuffle 200? The Swami Shuffle is an opportunity for us to kind of redeem a day that is a bad day. Um, so Dustin Lang was a, a Marine I served with who became one of the 22 uh, veterans to take his life each day uh, just here a couple of years ago. And I was actually stationed in Virginia Beach when that happened. And his you know widow and children uh, also live in Virginia Beach. So when that happened, uh, we had actually just Due to COVID, another run that me and James do uh, ourselves, not like a race that we put on, but a run. I had not been able to do that. It was a, a starts in South Carolina, ends in North Carolina. Uh, so because of COVID, I wasn't able to be able to go down there. So I ran down the Outer Banks. Um, and it was around that same time that um, Dustin took his life. And so me and James got to talk about it. And we're like, hey, this would be a great way to kind of redeem this day um there's nothing that we can do to to make that what happened on that day um any better but we can try to kind of redeem it uh and so in an effort to like james always says you know awareness without action is failure um you know we all, we all know about the problem with veteran suicide uh but we were we were trying to come up with ways to make a difference and it all just kind of fell into place uh, for us to do this race. So I had run down and back through the Outer Banks uh, as part of that. Uh, so we decided the following year we were going to put it on as a race. And we got with uh, with Swami's dad and uh, his family just to get their take on it. And they were all um, extremely supportive. Supportive. They've all been uh, coming out to the event and, and participating as much as they can. And so that was just Really what it was about was taking action and, uh, and uh, finding ways to make a difference. Other than, you know, there's, there's a lot of great things happening with um, post-suicide, you know, taking care of the family or taking care of the, the kids or helping with college or whatever. Um, and those are all, all great things. Um, but we're, we're trying to find ways to kind of get in front of it and help, you know, organizations that were providing assistance to the, to the veterans that are struggling. Uh, and so that's kind of where this all launched from. Okay. So James, tell us kind of how, how did you get hooked up with mission 22 and how did you guys determine the course for the race other than, Hey, let's run down to the bottom of Outer Banks and, and back. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it started on, like Josh said, he and I decided to do something to help the veterans. And we had a separate race planned, which we call Clear to Fog. It's just him and I that run it. It was designed to run from Paris Island to Camp Lejeune. But when we planned it, COVID hit, so we couldn't do it. So he ran the Outer Banks. I ran here in Richlands, North Carolina. So we came up with the Outer Banks as being where to run from and, and obviously running from Dustin to support it. So I'm getting sidetracked, I think, from your question, though, brother. How did you choose Mission 22? So Mission 22, I mean, it comes to what they provide for our veterans. Veterans have all kinds of different opportunities through Mission 22 at no cost to themselves. So Mission 22 provides uh, recovery and resilience training. They have equine therapy. So, you know, they can get service members in at no cost to the service members, you know, to ride ponies. You know, if you've been around horses, you know, it's just it's just such a relaxing thing. And it really helps with the mindset. Gym sponsorships, so Mission 22 will pay for our veterans to work out, whether it's Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, gym sponsorships, you know, they go to the gym to work out. Service dogs is another thing Mission 22 helps with, you know, to get the service members that have the demons that they're battling to help them cope day to day. Uh, because at the end of the day, what we need is companionship, you know, someone to work with, someone, someone by our side. And Mission 22, as Josh and I looked at it, I mean, there's there's tons and tons of organizations out there doing great things. And, and I don't want to take anything away from any of those, but just the one that spoke to Josh and I, what's Mission 22 for what they do at no cost to our veterans uh, to help them battle the demons that at the end of the day, you know, 22 a day lose their lives. So James and Josh, how did you guys meet? We met through softball. Really? Yeah, our daughters both played softball. Um, Josh was a coach, and and he drafted my daughter to be on his team and reached out and said, hey, I need help for coaching. And I was like, shoot, I'll help, man. I love helping the kids, man. You know, get, get them going ahead. And, you know, we got in the softball field, and next thing you know, that fool convinced me to run long mileage. So, is Josh, are you the blame for this ultra running stuff? Absolutely not. <laughs> so what really happened was he uh, he tells me he's ab about to go run a 24-hour run. And I was like, that sounds stupid. Let's do it. <laughs> That's awesome. Let's do it. That sounds stupid. Let's do it. <laughs> and I had never he, – he had done an ultra every year for, I think at that point, what, six or seven years, James? I started in 2009. Yeah. And yeah. so he signs up for uh, Cape Fear 24 hour. And I was like, well, I've never done any, I had never run a marathon or anything. Uh, <laughs> and so I uh, signed up with him and went out there and ran my first one and fell in love with it. And then it just us both doing it, I think kind of sparked us both to do more and he, he so, doesn't give himself enough credit, Mike. He went out running, what, 13? He ran a half marathon prior to signing up for that 24-hour race. And at the 24-hour, he ran over 50 miles. Wow. So don't let him, don't let him, you know, talk himself down, dude. He's a beast. Yeah. So, Josh, since you're stationed in Hawaii right now, have you run the Hurt course yet? Um, I actually signed up for Hurt right when I got here. And uh, went out and and I actually got in 
Um, I think I kind of got lucky just because of all the, the COVID stuff. Um, a lot of people were having to drop just because the restrictions were kind of kicking back up right around that time. Um, but I did not finish it. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. Most of my running up until that point was on like the road. Okay. Uh, which, which I'm, you know, weirdo. I, I actually prefer, you know, give me a couple of days on the road and I'm good to go. You, yep. You are uh, weird. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, the, the elevation, like I was not prepared for it at all. So I've been running on the East coast for, you know, the last couple of years. And so I got out here and went to run that and was, that on top of I got sick right at the end of the first loop, and so I went out and tried the second one, and just wasn't able to make up the time. So yeah, uh, pulled the plug after forty miles. But forty forty uh, on that course is very good. So yeah, <laughs> don't cut yourself short. That's yeah. that's awesome. Might try to do it again before I leave here. Uh, got a couple more years here, and then uh, we'll see what happens. But there you go. Cool. So awareness and action, James, tell us a little bit about awareness and action. Cause I know that's like your motto. And so tell us a little bit more about them. Yeah. So awareness and action, Josh and I came up with, it, it really stemmed from my daughter when we did our first clear of the fog run. And she said, you know, you can be aware of your neighbor's house being on fire, but if you don't take action, you failed your neighbor. So you've got to take action. You've got to do something. So, you know, that kind of stemmed what Josh and I got going on with awareness and action. So the organization itself, you know, we're, we work with veterans organizations and gyms to help our veterans so that they don't take, I guess, that last step, you know, to do it. You know, sometimes the demons go for. Yeah. Um, so we started it so we could help them you know, put the money, put the money to the grassroots organizations that are helping our veterans to avoid the suicide that is just going rampant. So, I mean, that's kind of where awareness action comes from. You cool. know, take awareness. And if you don't take action, you fail. Yep. Totally agree with that. So Josh, as we start to look at Swami Shuffle 200, you've done the out and back and this will be, is this race number three or is this race number four? Number this three. is uh, the race is this is the third year. Okay. So you must have done it then in was it 2020 you did it or um the first time I did it was yeah, 2020. Okay. So paint the picture of running from Sandbridge to Cape Hatteras Lighthouse and back beginning at the end of February. What what can people who are going to run this race look forward to so um i will caveat that the first time i ran it it was a very different run because i did it in june because you're smart <laughs> okay <laughs> no, june was, uh, because you Never have long stretches you know each each stop each chance for like refueling and everything and you have several stretches where you're going 20 miles yep um between so i did that in june uh, which was a t terrible idea. And oh, because was, nothing was open because of COVID, right? Right. And it was baking hot. The fun part about doing it in February slash March, uh, you're doing it right as so that first weekend of March is typically when everything starts opening up. So you, 
as you go through that, there's still some things that might not be open, but everything is just kind of their first week open as you go through each of these, like, cause it's several just tourist towns straight down the, the outer banks. And so it's cool cause you're hitting it where you still get to see stuff because it's opening, but it's, it's not super busy. So the, and it's the road not is insane still, traffic. So that's gotta be nice too. Right. You also get every season, every day. So <laughs> um, we had a, we had a guy come back last, I think, I think it was last year. And he, he said something to the effect of, you know, I've, I've never been soaking wet, sunburn and feeling like I have hypothermia all at the same time. But <laughs> <laughs> so it, it really is, you know, uh, a shot in the dark, what, what you're going to get as far as weather, it might be 80 degrees and it might be 40 degrees. Awesome. Uh, it might be sunny and it might be crazy wind. So, um, or it might be all of those things. Pack for uh, it all. Yeah. I mean, but that's the, the beauty of this race. There's not a whole lot of, uh, there's not a whole lot of elevation. Um, you do get to run a significant portion of it on the sand and there's, you know, wild horses out there. So once you hit the North Carolina side of that fence, it's, uh, like a preserve, for uh those wild horses so there's wild horses on the beach uh there's three lighthouses on the course so it's really just a, a really neat course and adventure uh, and that's why when i ran it the first time i was like you know this is something that pe- other people have to experience so so how do runners keep you informed about where they are on the course because the, there's no chips or bibs or any of that kind of stuff right correct no. there's none of that correct. so uh, we we have a uh, uh, check-ins everybody's got to check in uh each morning each evening and then we tend to try to go out on the course while we can those first couple of days once we get back to the finish line we can't really go out uh, but we have some other people come and volunteer my mom has come out every year and she loves just driving the course and checking on people That's awesome. um there's lots of people and we're getting more and more people involved you know just from the first year to the second year so um, but we we do have everybody check in, so we kind of have an idea of where everybody's at as the day starts and where it ends. And we try to give regular updates on that through the social media platforms, and that's kind of how we we keep track. But we have everybody's number, and we give everybody our number. Awesome. So knowing that this is an attempt to fundraise for awareness and action, Mission Twenty Two, what would you recommend the best way? So I'm going to start fundraising off of this podcast, what would be the best way for me to fundraise off of this? So yeah, for fundraising for us, we've got Venmo, we have PayPal. I forget the third option. Josh, help me. Cash app. Uh, Cash app. And we have uh, a link on the website where you can donate with just your regular debit or credit card. If I just post the awareness and action website and and fundraise off of that, will that work? Yes, it will, Mike. Okay. and I can shoot you the link for our uh, Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, all those different things. I'll shoot you the perfect the thing for those two. And like on social media, Instagram, Facebook, do you guys have? We place- don't Instagram right now because we are lazy and just have a. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> we have the Facebook through Awareness and Action. Okay. And all the links on there as well, and all the links are on there for it. Okay. So what's the goal? What's kind of a target for you guys this year? 22,000. There you go. This is the third year. So the past two years combined, 
uh, we've done a little over 20,000. Okay. Last year was just, just at 14. So this should be a great year to jump to the 22, man. There you go. I like it. I like, I like setting the bar high. Yeah. Awesome. So we just about, we just almost exactly doubled from year one to year two. So we're hoping if, yeah, if we can do that again in year three, we'll hit that 22 mark. Awesome. Good. So how many, how many racers do we have runners? Do we have signed up so far? As of today, we have five spots left for folks want to run it. Um, so we set the limit at 22 and we have 17 signed up. Awesome. Good. Cause I'm trying to talk some of my crazy friends into running this with me. Give them my yeah. number. Talk to you them. got it. Don't miss it. Pacers be- and stuff along the way. Is that, yeah, it's cool if you grab a pacer to pace you for a little bit, right? Absolutely. Yeah. No, yeah. It's, 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 we, we call it unmanned, unsupported. The only rule we really, the big rule is it's all foot travel. You, you right. can't get far. Like if, if you want to stop at night, you sleep where you stop. You don't take a car to get where you got to go. Pacers, hell, you got to pace the whole time. I don't, we, we don't care about that. Um, it's just, you know, you cover the, the, the distance on your feet. Yep. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I, I did the course last year doing Blackbeard's 100. So yeah, yeah I, I've done everything except the beach, uh, but I've done the beach down to Corolla and back a couple of times. So, yeah, just, <laughs> we hope it's you. not high You're time. No, everybody's still here. Josh, you still there? Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I'm hoping it's not high tide. Right. Yeah, that's uh, we we've heard several different really great stories of that working out, and we've heard a couple you know where people attacked the beach at a time they weren't really wanting to in order for them to make their like you know their personal goal they had to just push through, and uh, they they got the softer side of the sand. So. Yeah, that'll be fun. <laughs> that'll be fun. What's the record finish right now? Matt Jenkins last year, right? Yes. yes. And he's the insane dude that ran it barefoot, right? He, on on the beach, at least. He finished barefoot. He didn't run the whole thing barefoot. But he but, ran across the state of of North Carolina a couple of years ago barefoot. Okay. Yes, I yep. knew there was a barefoot story about him, something insane. So that must be yeah. one. I know that finishing last year, he did it barefoot. But I, I knew there was another barefoot story about Matt that was equally insane. So uh 71 hours and 32 minutes there you go so that's that's the that's the time to shoot for this year right yep and just a little side story when he ran across north carolina barefoot he was less than a day out i believe it was from his his finish and he was running at night uh and he stepped on something he was like oh what was that and then he kept going he he kept feeling like something under his feet that didn't make sense but it was dark and his headlamp wasn't on bright enough. And all of a sudden, he felt something on the top of his foot. And he actually got bit on the top of the, the foot by a copperhead. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so he, had, he ended up finding a house. And they, they got him in an ambulance. And uh, he went and got his foot taken care of. He had to wait like two or three days. And then he, while his foot was still swollen, <laughs> after he just been bit by a copperhead, he went back to that spot and finished running it out the rest of the way see ultra runners are a whole different breed man especially when you get into the guys and gals who do the multi-day things different breed right those are the best races absolutely absolutely how many multi-days have you done josh 
official races, the only one I've done is uh, POTS. Unofficial, hey, let's just go do this for fun because James talks you into something? Um, <laughs> probably like on, James. six or seven. There you um, go. We did South Carolina, North Carolina. I've done uh, the Outer Banks a couple times now. You did a scarf. Carolina Ultra Runner Festival. Tim Wass puts it on. Yeah, and then we did a virtual uh, forty-eight hour race. Yeah, yeah, several of those. Pots was the most fun. Okay. Yeah. If, <laughs> if I was if I wasn't in Hawaii, I'd be doing that every year. Um, there's just something about not knowing where you're starting. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. It feels. Well, guys, we're running out of time here. Why should people donate to the cause for this? Okay, I'm going to jump before Josh talks. So if we run out of time, he don't get a chance. Uh, but it always comes down to numbers, man. Like I said before, and we can talk numbers, but numbers without context don't mean shit. And when we talk about veteran suicide, you, know, you say 22 a day are committing suicide. And, and that's horrible. But let's put that number to context. When you look at Iraq, we had the Iraq war was from 2003 to about 2011. We lost 4,496 uh, service members to combat operations. Okay. Afghanistan from 2001 to 2014, we lost 2,420. So you look at a com combination of about 7,000, if you just want to break the number down even to make it fun. And if we added up 22 a day, we may have lost James. Josh, <laughs> jump in. Yes, yeah, that is over 7,000. So that's that's where we get that uh, number from. Uh, we, lose, we lose more veterans annually than we did in, in the Iraq and Afghanistan conflicts combined. Wow. Uh, and so it's a, it is an epidemic. It is a huge thing. And it's hard, right? Because everybody keeps hearing about it and might get to a point where people are, are tired of hearing about it. But the families are tired of seeing it happen. Yep. Uh, and we as veterans, you know, hearing about every year, at least you hear about somebody that you, you personally knew took their life. Uh, and so that's, that's where me and James are at. We're just, it's worth it to us to, to spend, the, spend the time, spend the money, spend the energy and go out there and do what we can to make a difference. And yeah. somebody can donate $2, you know, a bunch of people donate $2 makes a difference. That gets, that gets one of these guys into a class where he's, doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu with some some other veterans, you know, and, and all of a sudden he's got a connection. He's not alone because that's, that's what we're really finding is people leave the military and they they don't have that connection. They don't have that brotherhood. Uh, they don't have that camaraderie. And so they, they try to fight that battle alone. And it's a, it's a losing battle if you do it on your own. Well, man, we really appreciate what you guys are doing. Appreciate you putting on this race and raising funds for the veterans. That is something that is sorely needed these days. And so I really appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to meeting you in person, Josh, and of course, seeing James again. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate your time tonight. Thank you. You too. So I hope you guys really enjoyed listening to Josh and James. We're going to be doing a couple more episodes on the Swami Shuffle 200. And really what we're going to be doing is 
we're going to be getting you some information on how you can consider donating to help our veterans who are in need because we really want to do everything we can to funnel some resources into the hands of people who are directly helping veterans and veterans families avoid this catastrophe of suicide. And so if you want to give, I want you to start thinking about ways that you can give. You can sponsor me per mile. You could sponsor me a dime per mile. That would cost you a whole $21.20 at the end of the race. You could sponsor me just a flat out. You could say, I want to sponsor you $200 for your 200 miles. All the money's raised is going straight to action and awareness. And then they're going to funnel it into some local charities. And we're going to do some good in 2023 and raise some money to help the veterans who really, really need it. And I hope that you will consider giving and we'll have ways to do that coming to you in future episodes thank you very much for listening to living and ultra life